welcome to episode 21 of Scarezone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Chris, the event is closed. It's over. 26 is coming to an end, which means we have three short weeks until they start making announcements. Uh, <laughs> um, I was there. I did end up making a last minute trip and I went to, I didn't get to go the last night, but you guys probably heard the last episode. So that was recorded last Friday. So I went to the, um, or last, yeah, last Friday. So I went to the, the night before close and I had a blast. It felt like um, someone put up, it felt like Horror Nights 2008. I could say that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like real chill and quiet. Lines were super short. Uh, you could easily, people had knocked out the entire event within the first hour, other than obviously shows. Um, so I took it easy. I spent a lot of time in scare zones, spent a lot of time in some of the houses that I wanted to. And, um, uh, Really just kind of soaked it in. I had Terry Weaver with me, who's from WDW Today. He had never been to Horror Nights, had no interest. But I brought him wow. along I brought him along for the journey with me because I needed someone to chill with. Uh, so I was there also with Tim and a whole group of people, Travis and a bunch of people that we knew, and, and tons of listeners. I want to say that. I was wearing my Scare Zone shirt out, and so many of you guys came up to me and said hello and that they liked the show and took pictures. And uh, not something I expected. I could say it was an honor and privilege to meet so many people that enjoy what we do here. And I really appreciate it. And, uh, to everybody who listens, thank you guys for listening through this horror night season. And we were, we're going to keep going. Uh, it, it was really cool to, to meet so many of you. Some of you guys that knew your faces and your names cause you interact on Twitter or Facebook or in my group. There's some people that I never met before who just say, Hey, I really love the show. And, and, and listen every week. So it's awesome. And uh, it was such a blast to see everybody out there. It was a little bit easier to do that when it wasn't just hordes of people being pushed through scare zones. Mm-hmm. When it was like, uh, I'm sure we'll do an episode on scare zones, but when we did the last one, we kind of breezed through the Vamp 55. And I really didn't get the whole effect. I understand why people were really loving it the way they were. Well, when I had, when it was quiet and it was just, and it wasn't even necessarily the A-team cast, because I know they had to replace a lot of people, but just being able to spend some time in there and actually, usually I'm used to scare zones being kind of walkthroughs where people pop out, and it kind of didn't make sense why Vamp 55 was something special until I sat there for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then I realized, wow, this is such a cool, unique part of Horror Nights this year uh, that I really enjoyed. So I, I kind of get it now. I get a lot of things that maybe I didn't get the last time around just because of the crowd level, and... I hope they, they maybe do something like this. Do a weekend after Halloween and people are kind of over Horror Nights. People are kind of over Halloween. I mean, we saw, I was over at Disney and Disney had already converted to Christmas. And some of Universal had already converted to Christmas. Some of Seuss is already already Christmas. So uh, it made sense to me. But man, I, I won't drone on too long. We're going to talk same thing like we did last episode. Well, not last episode, but 19. We're going to do two IP houses, an original house, and talk it over, get our thoughts. Chris, uh, Chris where should we start? Well, let, let's start with everybody's favorite, or at least seems to be everybody's favorite, with uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, I think did it. I didn't, they gave out awards or something, and it won Best House. Is that something like that happened? Yeah, Best House this year, definitely. Yeah, it did, how, uh, did win the award. How does that work? I don't know anything about these rewards. Uh, well, they, they do have a lot of awards, actually. I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know that every week they nominate uh, other, well, cast uh, not cast members, team members nominate each other, uh, managers and management look out to see who's performing well. So there's sort of scare actor of the week and there's, uh, you know, house of the month and all these other different things. But this one, the overall uh, management decided that this house was consistently good throughout the whole run on every level um i think it was a close run thing but uh it was american horror story yeah i feel like i get a lot of feedback a lot of people say they love horror story and a lot of people love the walking dead this year i think that's 
been a surprising thing. But all right, horror story. I, I just did it on uh, a week ago. A week ago tomorrow. So I, um, it was one of the ones I drugged Terry through. So I, he, he wasn't going to do all the houses. He kind of made that clear before we started. I totally understood. But I said, you need to go see Horror Story and see just the design of this thing. And I get it. Was it the scariest house? No, I don't think so. But was it just crazy impressive? Absolutely. The set design, the characters, man, it, overall, I have nothing really bad to say about that house. I... I loved the way it transitioned from season to season. I'm a fan of the show, and I loved it. And it kind of built up. And man, I just from from the subtle things of like the mannequin men to to obviously Twisty and all of his his glory and the clown stuff. And I'm a sucker for that carnival, evil carnival stuff to begin with. That you could tell by the beginning of the show. So to me, it was it was just awesome. I, I have nothing really negative to say about it. No, I I thought on on nearly every level, I thought it was really excellent. I mean, it, we ran a story on uh, our blog hhnunofficial.com uh, months ago and it, it, we the headline was uh, American Horror Story to replace The Walking Dead as the new every year house. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's going to be there every year but the chances of it coming back now particularly after winning this accolade and being so popular I mean are incredibly yeah. you know incredibly high yeah. So what what I think where it does much better than The Walking Dead is the fact that they used all the characters right from the from the series they had the rights to do whether it was the lady gaga character any of these ones twisty the clown these characters that uh, i'm even familiar with and i don't really watch the show where mm. walking dead has always been just walkers really and then a guy who may kind of look like somebody yeah I mean, can you imagine how terrible American Horror Story would be if they didn't have all the characters? Right, it wouldn't work. <laughs> it wouldn't work at all, would it? Um, and Walking Dead is such a you know a story based drama that just happens to have lots of horror going on around it that they can just about get away with it. But I, they they that what I always think that's what's lacking with the Walking Dead is the is the lack of characters. And the good thing with American Horror Story is because it reinvents itself every season. Um, you've got such a, a, a rich um, pool of characters and stories and, and sets to to play with. So, you know, I can definitely see it coming back at least, you know, a couple of times, if that, even more. Yeah, as long as that show is popular, I feel like it's 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 definitely got the, the juice behind it to be the franchise player, if you want to say, for a long yeah. time. And, and I don't blame them because I feel like you're right. Uh, I do think this, this year's Walking Dead has been my favorite. And I've never been someone who's hated all the houses. I've never been someone complaining about it coming back year after year. This one's my yeah. favorite. We had Charles on last week, and he mentioned that you know it was this sort of tight space where people jump out. We'll cover Walking Dead in a future episode. But because of that, they kind of zeroed in on it, figured out those zombies, figured out the walkers for me to where it was scary. But this one, it, it had some inherent evil and scare into it with Horror Story. But it just had a great story. I mean, I could figure out some of the story pieces. I kind of walked out of that. I told Terry, I said, I loved that house. And I can't imagine if I was a fan of the show, not being just completely blown away by it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it, it, if you like that that show, if you're a fan of that show, then this house just delivers on so many levels for you. Yeah. I mean, even just the construction of all that, man, was just, it was impressive. All right. Well, we did a few minutes on that one. Any other final notes on Horror Story? Your prediction is it comes back next year. I mean, just pure speculation from me. I think you're probably right. As long as uh, all the licenses and clearances and they have the they have the ability to do it, I can't imagine it not coming back. If not next year, then the year after that, because it just seems 
it seems like almost too easy to make it just still amazing. I mean, they could add on. They could now do first three seasons and then add on another season. Like, I couldn't even see that. I don't want that. I'd love to have a brand new house. But it was good enough to where you could kind of still go with the theme because I love what they've done. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of uh, mileage they can get out of it. I mean, they can do so many of the other seasons that they haven't done. They can repeat bits from this house. I mean, they could even throw Twisty into the streets and have a whole scare zone, like a a large scare zone based on that season, the carnival season. Yeah, just don't forget our our, our favorite carnival clown. So, I mean, that's one thing. That's the only thing walking through. There was that bit of me like, (laughs) all right, I get why Chance would have this as part of it. Like, I love, and this, and honestly, being there this last time, when it was quieter, when I could hear the sound effects, hear Chance laughing a little bit more throughout, it did tie that story that we were in Chance's head. It did tie that together a lot more for me. But it was kind of like, well, if that is the story, we're hearing horse. I overthought it way too much. But we're hearing a whole American horror story. Wouldn't it be in Jackson? You know, it just kind of uh, threw me off a little <laughs> bit. But I understand that I'm way overthinking what the story is and understand that it's a marketing thing. But um, Overall, I I, I want to see I, I want to see what comes up next. I'm very curious, but I'm okay with having a little bit of circus element in every year because there's always that level of creepy, especially right now, that I th- I think would be cool. Definitely, I mean, as, as well as that, I mean, the queues for this house were just consistently long. Yeah, on, you know, every night. Yeah, I mean, the night I was there, you're talking about five, ten minute waits on every house throughout the night, maybe a twenty for horror story. Yeah. After the first hour, maybe two hours, it went from 15, 20 to 45 to an hour. Even on wow. this night where there was yeah. pretty much no one there. And you could walk on everything. Um, that one was still insane. Now, uh, we expressed past it because I just I said, you know what? I'm still going to express past it because that's just I'm tra- my mind is trained to do that. And it was crazy <laughs> to walk through how much empty line there was. But there was still, I mean, there was people wrapped around in that soundstage, like in the turnstiles for, like, I said, good, for close to an hour. Amazing, amazing. I mean, the, the night that you and I were there. I mean, how many? I mean, how many hours was that queue? I think it was. I mean, it was well over two hours. I think it was. It was maybe. It was at least two hours. I'd say that. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was absurd mm. to look at. Like it was stressful to look at. Um, yeah. I did like in the line though. They play because I I got to to spend a little bit more time in the queues because we didn't um I didn't do the RIP tour which they did call me that night and they're like hey do you happen to be in town we got some RIP tours available because I could tell they were they were needing that. Uh, and I end up booking the resp- repository, and I'll talk about that. Certainly, maybe we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Maybe I could do a whole show on that. We'll see. Uh, but yeah. it was um, it was pretty it was pretty cool to see like them playing the old clips from from well, I don't think it was in that house. Maybe a different one. Old clips from past horror nights. Like they kind of embraced that a little bit more. So it maybe broke the story a bit. But you got to see old commercials and old clips. It was and old icons. I don't know. Made me laugh. Maybe it gave me gave me some nostalgia. <laughs> well this All is right. it you know what's nostalgic to you is brand new for for people that haven't been to the event before oh yeah so they you know so there's just so much material that they've got they can use it, it's it's always fantastic to see when they when they do bring stuff like that back yeah and universal seems to all of a sudden i mean all of a sudden been a couple of years embrace the nostalgia a little bit because all of a sudden yeah. you'll, you'll have a store the, like the film vault store where it's like oh this is really like the store where attractions go to die so there's a Ghostbusters <laughs> section there is a, um, a Hitchcock section there is a Jaws section Back to the Future all kind of all that's pretty much and then a couple random little like oh yeah here's a section for the Big Lebowski or here's a section of something else yeah. but but really the main ones are all still set up are former attractions. So I feel like they're starting, even like the Bates Motel stuff said, you know, Universal Studios, Florida. I'm like, okay, this, this is, I, wow. I, I bet, I wonder if they're, they're trying this out to see if nostalgia plays to their audience. 
now that it's been decades since. I mean, I almost bought a Bates Motel Universal Studios robe just because it kind of looked vintage. Uh, I did not at the end of the day, but uh, you know what? I'd I say, bought a, yeah, go ahead. a Bates Motel mug, actually. Very cool. Did you um, walk away with any Horror Nights merchandise? Um, I bought a shirt and I bought the, uh, vinyl figure. Yeah. I went, I, a lot of stuff was discounted. So a lot of the shirt sizes were gone. I honestly didn't buy any of the shirts. The only thing I bought was a deck of cards because it oh, was cool. super cheap and it was a chance deck of cards. I'm like, you know what? That's something I can put in my office and it'll just sit there and that's fine. But that was the only thing I really found myself to buy. Like I looked at all the other stuff and I was just like, I, I, I liked the tribute store. It looked really cool. But then when it came down to it, I just didn't want any of it. And yeah, and I, it, it, but that's not any. Clearly, a lot of people did. It was nuts. Um, it's just not my thing. I know we've talked about that before. This it wasn't my style. All right, what's uh, what's another house we're going to cover today? Let's cover Tomb of the Ancients. Okay, way out the back in one of the sprung tents. Yep, the long walk there. Those walks, especially <laughs> with Express Pass, man, was like, oh my goodness, like it was. I felt like I was walking. I, I'd sprint as fast as I can. Uh, to potentially get there. <laughs> and eventually I'd make it there, like out of breath, especially Halloween too. I don't even want to talk about that. When I had express pass and no one's in line, it felt like I was like, it felt like I was in like a 5k. Like I was like sprinting just cause I'm like, there's no one in line. And I was like a happy sprint. Then I realized like, okay, chill out, man. And it started to rain. Long story. We'll get there one day. Um, so, so we're talking about tomb of the agents in the sprung tent. Give me your thoughts first. I took the thoughts first time. Your, your thoughts. Okay. Um, Again, I don't think there are any bad houses this year, you know. And I did like Tomb of the Ancients. I thought um, it, it was claustrophobic. I thought it, it was one of those houses that was really well designed for the sprung tent because it needs a certain kind of house to be in that facility. Um, so I, I like the claustrophobicness of it. I like the, the detail. I mean, it must have. I mean, in terms of cost, because there was so much detail. Uh, it, it must have cost them a fortune to, to to put all of that stuff in. I mean, in the um, in the book, we we talk about Sif stuff in face, you know, and there was so much stuff in face in that house. There was stacks of it, and I believe there was a lot more on opening night. And a lot of it got taken out, so I don't know how much there was at the beginning, uh, but there was definitely a lot left in there. Um, did I think some of the scares because of it being cramped in work? Yeah, there was a few. Um, do I think it could have possibly been slightly scarier? Yeah, I reckon it could have been. But on the whole, I did enjoy the house. I thought it was a great theme. Um, I, I did like that sort of nod to Indiana Jones um, that you kind of got at the beginning and, and in the middle. Um, I just I just thought it was uh, overall, you know, it, 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 there was room for improvement. But um, I thought it was uh, it was a solid house. Yeah, I I liked this house. It, it really wasn't one of my favorites of the night. Like when we did, when I did it on last Friday, I walked through. I was like, this is cool, and I had that user activated branch that was to the side that did something. I'm not really sure what, but I saw a lot of people pulling it. Man, I don't know. It just it didn't necessarily do it for me. I, I'll say that it of all the houses that we went through, and whether that was on the RIP tour or whether that was when I went last Friday. It was just fine. Like, it just felt fine. I was like, all right. This it, Again, I don't think any of them were bad this year. I think you're absolutely right by saying that. But I couldn't really necessarily disagree with you. I liked uh, in the queue, there's a nod to another podcast, friends of ours, uh, Tom and Dan. If you looked at the car, there's a Tom and Dan sticker on the, the little, like, in, I don't know, the truck that was pulled up to the front of it. And I liked that because it just gave another nod to, to, again, a friend who podcast. 
But I like that weird, what are they calling it? Do they have a name for that like lizard king thing at the oh, end? I don't know. I, I've seen various names for it. I'm not sure what they decided on. Yeah, something if you if you remember at the end, guys, like there's like the big kind of finale, which was a little hokey, but in a fun way. There's this giant puppet, I guess there's a puppet or man in a costume, I'm not sure, of like a puppet, I almost think. like an alleg like an alligator uh, man, you know, like an Egyptian kind of character, but a gator or a dragon or uh, something like that. Uh, it was a fun payoff, but yeah, I mean. I, I know we're going to get some hate because people love this house. Like, people do. Like, people thought it was their favorites. But the claustrophobic houses are not my favorite. Like, Walking Dead I thought was super scary, but that doesn't mean it's my favorite. It's just, I prefer houses like um, like Ghost Town or like uh, even Horror Story. It's some where, like, you could almost breathe a little better. And it feels a little bit more, like, in some ways that's more immersive to me and less haunted yeah. housey when it's this big, giant space, big room to, to really get sucked into. That, maybe that's because I, I like the soundstage houses, but there are plenty of tense houses that I think had some coolness to it. It definitely, it. this is what I kind of said last week, but I feel like all the houses serve their purpose. Yeah. Even if they're not my personal favorite, I think they they did their job. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, every location that they can use at the moment, because they're getting a little bit crap now because of all the expansion that's been going on. Yeah. I, I think that every location now, they kind of got their head around it. They kind of know what works, what doesn't work, and they're sort of playing to their strengths. So houses like Chainsaw and uh, Ancients, you know, they do work well in that environment because it has that kind of on-top-of-you, uh, claustrophobic, you know, enclosed uh, feel to those houses. You know, I mean, if you was trying to um, put, say, uh, you know, um, oh, you just mentioned it, the cowboy house. Um, Ghost Town. Ghost Town. Sorry, mine went blank. If they tried to put that in a, t- in a sprung tent, it, it wouldn't have worked. Right. I I get that. Now, did, which house was it? Was it walk, or no, sorry, was it Chainsaw or was it Halloween 2 where you like walked through almost like a closet with all the clothes? Uh, Halloween. Halloween. That one I feel like worked well, but I was thinking back to, you mentioned Chainsaw, was it sure? That house was claustrophobic, maybe just because I had I know the movie and it felt so authentic to the movie. Like it didn't feel in in so many of the rooms were claustrophobic, weirdly deep. Like you'd look down the hall and see uh, something crazy happening. Like you look through a room and on the other side of the wall was was Leatherface, you know, going after somebody. Yeah. It was almost like you were doing a tour of that house, and the house felt deep and it felt big. That it gave that even the illusion of it. So. Um, well, I know we covered covered chainsaw, but doing that again, I kind of felt that. Well, the, yeah, the weird thing with that house was, I, 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 the weird thing for me rather was, I have quite a good memory of the two thousand and seven chainsaw house because you know normally yeah. you have the Halloween Horror Nights blur where it all starts blending into right. one, uh, but for, for some reason I remember that house quite vividly, and this one was such an improvement, and I had low expectations because it was in the sprung tent. And I think I'm becoming a bit of a sprung tent snob, and I think I need to stop that. I need to work on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's been some very good houses in the sprung tents. Yeah. Um, and I think that everything that didn't work with that house that was back in the earthquake queue all those years ago, I mean, nearly 10 years ago now, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, everything that didn't work then, they had improved. And, you know, guys like Mike Aiello, for example, you know, he was around back then, you know, working on these houses. So he he would have known what worked, what didn't. Um, so I was really pleased with that house uh, and the way it was sort of laid out and the way that it did 
you felt like he, you were really under threat by Leatherface because he was just so much yeah. of him in there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know we've talked Chainsaw, but I, I did have to say, you know, I joked around about like Will got that really good scare at the very end after, you know, in, pretty much in the exit line. Yeah. And I thought like as I was leaving the house, like, oh, yeah, um, there's that scare here. Make sure to remember. Yeah. And then somehow I got 20 feet out. Totally blanked, and he got me, and he got me good. I'm like, dang it! Like, I had my phone out, I was like trying to text Terry because this is one I, I went to without him, and then he didn't. Uh, then he got me. So I, I have to say, good for you, whoever you were, Leatherface. Uh, very fun, and, and um, it was just a, it was a cool one. All right, let's back off a of chainsaw. Back to where we <laughs> what, what do you got? You got a final final thought? I was just gonna say like, because Insidious was in that house last year, they had uh, the same scare set up for Insidious. So they had the, yeah. the lipstick demon jumping out in the same spot. And I thought to myself, oh, they'll never do it again just because everyone remembers it from last year. But no, they yep. did. And it was still worked. Yep. And it still works. It's like a perfect hiding space. All right. So we've Tomb of the Ancients. Overall, I feel like we have very similar feelings. It was, you know, it did what it needed to do. It worked. Not our favorites of the evening. Not something that I necessarily care to look look back on or, or bring back it can come back and didn't it, it didn't like i hated it i didn't hate any of these i thought this is one of the strongest years where i feel like every house was actually really good but yeah, definitely. it's probably pretty low on my list for this year yeah I, the thing the thing with this year you've just said it is there is there hasn't been one or two houses that have that have gone in the zeitgeist of all the fans where we all kind of agree yes that one house was absolutely perfect that is the best and yeah, I think that's a, because they're all American Werewolf House yet. Exactly, they they were all pretty good this year. You know, they're all excellent. And yeah. I think this house, if it had been on a year like I don't know, a year that was not so great, twenty eleven, I don't know, twenty twelve, whatever, um, then it probably would have been the best house that year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I good, see, but all the others that, yeah. are just as good. Oh yeah, it was very good. But I mean, I heard while I was waiting in the Bill and Ted show, I heard these like two kind of. I'd say early twenties for late teen girls who were just clearly had gone to this. Was like, uh, the American Horror Story was the worst. It was The Walking Dead was better this year, but only because Horror Story was so terrible. I'm like, and we're over there going, they, you know, it wins House of the Year. So clearly, it's uh, based on taste. It's this is all our own opinions. Don't go after us. It's just our own thoughts. All right. So, final house we're going to cover today. What do we got? By popular demand from our friend Gary uh, Krampus. Krampus, yes, Gary, that Florida guy, he uh, he requested Krampus, and I have to say, man, the first time in it, I had high expectations for Krampus because everyone was like, "This is going to be the perfect house. It's amazing. The movie is perfect for this." First time through the house, I thought that first initial, like, I don't know, the 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 wooden face demon thing when you first walk in, it was like down the hall. That yeah. was an amazing, cool scare. Like it got me even the second time, where I was like, "Man, that's awesome." Uh, the first time through the house when I did it with you guys, I was a little underwhelmed. The second time when I did it this past weekend, I loved it. Like, I loved it, loved it. And I don't know what changed or stuff did change or if it was just, like, because I wasn't being pushed through it so fast. Like, there mm. was tons of things I didn't notice the first time. Uh, I, I noticed Krampus was, like, on the roof, obviously, but not to the extent that I was able to, like, almost – because the lines were so short, I was able to almost just stand there for a second and kind of take it in, take in the snow and the effects a lot more this time, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily my, like, again, like my favorite house. I think that Shrek building is just awkward to be in. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like even the the way you enter 
felt like the almost like the backstage way to enter it. Like it just felt weird. Like it didn't have feel like I had Krampus did not feel. I think maybe that was the main thing. From the minute you get in that line till really you're in the house, it did not feel impressive. It felt weird. Uh yeah. just because you go through this crazy line and then you're you're in the backside of Shrek. Like it just didn't mm-hmm. feel right where you could say that about the Barney stuff, but there's almost a little bit of humor to the Barney thing, uh, being yeah. like that you're walking through it. Like, I've always kind of liked it, and I always thought it was kind of funny. This one just felt a little weird. Not to say the house did, but that kind of set me up, I think, for the first time for failure. And the second time, knowing it was coming, it changed my mind, and I really enjoyed it a lot more. It's funny with the Krampus house, I found, and I think this is just timing, not not anything else, just timing. It's just funny, you'd go through the house a few times and there wouldn't be much going on, and then you go through it the next time, and then, bam, you'd be hit with everything. And right. then your your expectations would go from zero to sort of much, much higher than it had been on your previous run through. So I'm not sure. I think it's just a timing issue with that house. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had plenty of great interactions the second time that I don't even remember happening the first time. Yeah, me too. I found that I found that quite a few times when I went through Krampus. I mean, I, mean, I, I said it on the show. This was the one I was looking forward to because this was the one we knew about for so long. Yeah. And watching the film, uh, because it's part of that, uh, overarching deal that they've got with legendary you just knew oh wow they've really thought about this has got to be on the halloween horror nights list um so to see it realized finally um i i, I don't know if my expectations were too high or or, or what really but it, it did it did seem a little bit lacking in, in places um but i think it might have been like you said you get a little bit underwhelmed with the Shrek building because I mean that facade, um, you know, the setting of that house to me, I wanted it to be like last year's body collectors. I wanted you to walk into the soundstage. I wanted you to see the delivery guy that's in peril. I wanted right. to see the snow. I wanted to see the blizzard. I wanted to see the houses. I wanted to see Krampus up on the roof and I wanted time to take that in. And I felt because of Shrek, you just walk straight in and all of a sudden, bam, this is facade straight in your face. And I you felt can't even that, really look at, yeah. It's yeah, just, you can't really so look at it. So tight, exactly. You know the details there. Don't get me wrong. You know, oh, yeah. excellent craftsmanship. Was Krampus on the roof? I have no idea. I don't he think he was so. on the second roof. Yeah, second roof he was. But that first one, I you can't you can't really see back beyond that. But that first game, no. Time, but yeah. yeah, if he was there, I don't think you could see it just because of the way it was yeah. built. Um. So I, I you know, I, and when I look and I hear reports of what they did in Hollywood. I think they may have clinched it on the Krampus stakes this year. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've only read kind of some of your stuff, and I've, I've seen some things, but not a whole lot of what went on in Hollywood. Um, did uh, when you went through it? Yeah, here, here's kind of my my thought. Like I said, I love that. I love that first scare, and I loved um, a few stuff like the clown. Like maybe I was expecting a little bit more from that. Uh, yeah. clown toy thing that ate a human in the movie spoiler alert for it to just kind of pop out and kind of laugh I kind of wanted something a little bit more ridiculous knowing the film however I had a question for you so has the Shrek building been used before is that something that's that's common or am I just forgetting the years this thing has been used it was only used for the first time last year okay so that's why uh, so I was, never experienced it that's why yeah it was the Alice in Wonderland house last year and it was a 3D gotcha. house and, and it kind of worked in that space um, yeah. cause let's be honest, I think with the 3d houses generally, we all have sort of a low expectation for those. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I did have low expectations and I actually, I, I went through chance again, man, I love that house again. I'm going to say it. I love that house. I know it's ridiculous, <laughs> but I loved it. Um, 
man, so so that's probably why I never experienced it. Maybe it just doesn't feel right to me yet because it's not somewhere I'm typically going for a house. But maybe they can we do something to that. Back. That's what we want. I know, and I look forward to the day when when construction is has gotten a little bit slowed down, but. I don't think it's coming. I think I think Universal is smart in the fact that they know they have to keep reinventing themselves and coming up with new rides and attractions. My buddy who does the Disney podcast with me, you know, he's a pretty Disney purist. He rarely goes to Universal, and I try to. I always tell him, like, look, man, so many people that I know from Disney now work at Universal. So many people I know Universal now work at Disney. To me, it's if you're yeah. a Disney purist, I go, that's ridiculous at this point because um, they'd be saying like. I'm not going to go see my. Uh, I'm not going to go see a movie by my favorite director because it's now with a different studio. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's something that I've always kind of preached. Whether it's even Jason, who was on this show, Jason Sorrell earlier in this year. I mean, the man. I could buy his Haunted Mansion book still at Walt Disney World in the Haunted Mansion. He, his fingerprints are everywhere in Disney, but now he's moved back to Universal. It's I, you know I don't find that thing. But what he told me what he thought was kind of stunning was. Since he had been there, which was about 2011 was the last time he had gone to Universal, and he goes to Disney, I mean, multiple times a year. He said it was shocking that since then they had opened four or five major e-ticket, what he called attractions, where Disney yeah. has opened none. And yes, they have put on some amazing shows, and they put in some really good rides. So I, I tried to kind of calm him down on that, but when he went through Kong, and he went through Transformers, and uh, Diagon Alley, and saw all this stuff, it was like, man, they're killing it. And I think, hopefully... We do see some of that slowdown, with, but we have, we know we have Furious, and we know we have Jimmy Fallon. I mean, we know Fast and the Furious won't be back, won't be up and running next year. So they're going to have to do something in that space. You're not going to be able to go through those areas. And we know Jimmy Fallon may be open by then. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've all grown up with Universal. So, like going back to what you were saying earlier about the nostalgia side of it, um, it, it I think it's becoming more. Um, I think those old Disney versus Universal uh, barriers are starting to drop. I mean, I don't know for yourself, but so many people this year have said to me, oh, I always go to Disney, but I'm going to actually chance it. I'm going to go to Universal this year. And in particular, a lot of people said to me, oh, you know, Halloween Horror Nights. Horror is not my thing, but I really want to experience Halloween Horror Nights because I've been told there's just nothing like it on Earth. Yeah, and so many thanks, of them love it. Thanks to us here on the. So, so, thanks to so many of us. I mean, look, I'm just joking around and saying that thanks to our show. But there are so many people that reached out and said, "I was a WW Today listener. I flipped over, became a Scare Zone listener. I've never been to Horror Nights, and I'm going because you guys have built it up and explained to me more what it is, maybe more than what I'm here in marketing. And I think that kind of has clicked with a lot of people. But I think you're right. The sort of Disney purist has started to. Uh, dwindle a little now. I'm never going to say that on my Disney podcast. And to those who are listening, who listen to my other podcast, don't tell anyone, um, <laughs> because so many of them are so hardcore and won't have it any other way. And I kind of get it, but I, well, I actually, I mean, I don't get it. I don't. I I can't. I can't see it to me. Like, yes, if I have a trip for three days to to non Halloween Horror Nights times to Orlando and I'm with my kids, do I go to Universal every time? No, that's just true. I don't. Um, if it was just me by myself, me with my buddies, absolutely, I would. And I did the new Hulk. It's amazing. I did Kong. I don't care what people say. There's some haters on it. I did that thing twice in a row, and I loved it. Um, man, I, Universal's killing it right now. So I, I, that being said, back to Krampus. I know this isn't a Universal-only podcast. What, uh, what did Terry sorry, think? Go ahead. That's what I'm what's what I'm. Of Horror Nights? What did Terry think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he did Krampus. He did Chance, uh, Ghost Town, and Horror Story. He did those four, and then all the scare zones. Even though um, Banshee 
we hit during the rain, so there was nobody in it when we were out there. He said, and, and to quote him, kind of, he he got it. And I, I kind of went on a, not of a rampage against Not So Scary Halloween Party, but just a a thought process that I had when I went to it this year where I was very disappointed in it because yeah. I'm used to Horror Nights. And I'm not used to Horror I wasn't saying, like, I wasn't expecting to walk through the Magic Kingdom and be like, oh, jump scares and evil. What I was yeah. expecting, though, was a theme was a story, was something that was fully immersive into Halloween. And it's just not that at, at Not yeah. So Scary. It's a parade, a show, some lighting effects, and music. And yeah. that's about it. And candy and uh, trick-or-treating. For me, going into this, I think he said he finally got it. Like when he walked through, we walked straight through. He saw Chance. Chance was doing her stage show. And whoever was the Chance, if you're listening, on Friday night, the last night, was unbelievable. She was killing it. She was by far the closest to the one in marketing, and she was hilarious did an amazing job. Um, if you, I post a picture on my Instagram, but we sat there a good 15 minutes and watched her do kind of a mini show. And I, we went back through that uh, scare zone again a couple times because she was just killing it. But he really, I don't want to say he enjoyed it because I don't think it's his cup of tea. I don't think, he did not love the houses. He thought the Chance House was fun, but 3D kind of made him sick. He thought Ghost Town and Horror Story were both incredibly, I think, impressive. And I, he said that a lot. The whole thing was impressive to him. And he thought yeah. the whole story was impressive. The fact that you could hear Chance laughing around the park and then all tied in. He, he turned to me a couple of times and said, I get it. I get why you were disappointed in Not So Scary. And I get why this is something you enjoy, where I wasn't sure why I would before. Because it's just not at all. I couldn't picture it. Yeah. So do I think he's going to go back every year? No, I don't. I, I think I could drag him back. But he was very impressed with Universal. And, and though he said, I can't imagine really spending more than a couple of days at Universal. And I kind of get that when you're a Disney purist or, or even just a super Disney fan. I, I get if you don't want to spend more than a day or two there. Um, I think he walked away from Horror Nights getting it, understanding the art, art and development side of design, uh, understanding the art and design part of it a little bit more and why we appreciate it so much. Yeah. And, even if he didn't love it from a fact that he doesn't like horror, then it was uh, it was okay. He loved. Uh, he went to Bill and Ted. Uh, we saw Bill and Ted twice. Actually, we went to the first show and the last show. Uh, thanks to PJ, who is Bill, who who helped us out that second show. And we went to the last show, which was pretty empty. It was at twelve thirty. Was how we ended the entire event. And they went about wow. extra five ten minutes over. And it was not the last night. It was the night before last. And they were just goofing off. And I have to say, guys, I haven't been to the last show ever. Uh, when they do the final one, I haven't been to that, but I went to the night before his last show and it was hysterical. The first show was fine. It was the traditional show. A couple little added things here and there. They were running um, uh, to Jason Horn and the guys who, who run that show. They were definitely running behind. They had uh, new dancers and everything for the extended weekend, but you would never have known. I think the show flowed pretty well, but that last show was hysterical. And I think that, uh, but yeah, in general, Bill and Ted, I think he really enjoyed it. He enjoyed just that entire event. Whether he comes back or not, that's yet to be seen. Um, yeah. I'd be surprised if he comes back. It really wasn't his thing, but um, maybe he a couple will. of years. If the icon is if the icon is good and the houses are good, I think he'll eventually make it. Well, the the thing is, going back to your point, um, Disney. You know, the ticket prices are not. You know, all right, Mickey's Not So Scary is slightly cheaper. But, yeah. you know, you're getting pretty much every year, same show, same fireworks, same parade, same candy. You know, there's a few differences now and then. But with Halloween Horror Nights, you're getting, like this year, 10 houses. You're getting two shows, all the different scare zones, you know. And all of this stuff is is incredibly detailed, incredibly themed. I mean, I think it's such a travesty that this stuff is ripped out in November and and dumped in the, you know, dumped away. 
some of this stuff sure. could go all year now round. It's for it would sale be at the uh, <laughs> yeah, it's for sale at Williams of Hollywood. <laughs> but the value for money. I mean, people moan about the ticket prices for Halloween Horror Nights, but when you think of the value for money, the entertainment, the bespoke originality that you're getting year on year, like, can't can't be bettered. I agree. I mean, I, this was my first year. Do not so scary. So it was all fresh to me, and there was really not much to see. Um, and then the only the only reason I even told people if you want to do not so scary, one of the best benefits is you have kids. My kids are just like a little too young. That was one of the big reasons because everything went really late. Like parade at eleven thirty um, was something like the fact there were no lines. So like we walked on everything. Five minute waits, tops to to ride rides. It not so scary, but it, it doesn't even compare. Like it will be years until I go back to not so scary. But yeah. I will stick with going to Horror Nights every year uh, from here and, until I, I I can't walk anymore. And then after then, I'm sure I'll be able to figure out a way and uh, they'll have to drag me out. But man, you're right about that, that I felt being there the last night before when I wasn't as invested wasn't that big of a deal. Like it's like, OK, it's over. But being so invested in it this year because of this show, there was that moment of like, man, this is all gone. It's like this post Horror Nights depression that kind of sinks in. It happens after you take like a vacation or a cruise. You like kind of, the magic is sort of all of a sudden just disappeared out of your life. That's kind yeah. of how it feels like right now. And I'm seeing a lot of my uh, my friends share the same thing. And I know we want to do something between now and then. I, I want Let's do something to, to get some of our Horror Nights friends together. We'll work on that uh, maybe in the spring to maybe something halfway to Horror Nights. We'll do a halfway to Horror Nights party and bring some <laughs> people out and have a blast. Because I want to do something that... Um, get us all back together because it was a lot of people a lot of people I saw last night were people that I became friends with because of this show or became friends with because of our last time there and it was awesome to see them and it is like a little family even among the fans uh, maybe they'll uh, hey, maybe they'll come out for Grinchmas it, it, it's, uh, we'll start a we'll start a Grinchmas podcast I'm not near <laughs> as much to say um, <laughs> but you know I, I look for I'm going to go to Grinchmas this year for the first time in a while but I, so we covered Krampus we covered Horror Story and Tomb of the Ancients. So what we got left? We got Ghost Town left, Walking Dead, and Halloween 2. Halloween 2. Okay, all three of those I'm pretty excited to talk about. Those are three of my favorite houses. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Those are three that I... Wow. I, I very... Not my, I don't know if they're my three favorites. We already know Ghost Town is my favorite. Nothing changed. I walked to that house again and said, yeah, this house is still my favorite. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's just... It's, Did, it's great. Didn't you love it even more when you found out Charles Gray does the famous line oh. in that house? Oh, uh, we were all like grinning ear to ear and just laughing. And I, oh, I have to say, I apologize because I got caught up in the moment. And so did even Tim, it, who says that line all the time. And I said, where's my gold? And the line is, that's my gold. And I apologize uh, to all the people. And trust me, plenty of people corrected me. But <laughs> yeah. no, we, we we were caught off guard. We were like in the middle of this interview. It's already a little bit nerve wracking because we're sitting here. There's Universal Press behind us. And we're chatting with Charles. And we're in this amazing recording studio looking out onto Hollywood Boulevard and there's you know there's Scooby-Doo and the team and they're setting up for Vamp 55 like we were already jazzed and pumped up we couldn't believe this happening and I even said but um, so when that moment happened and I said where's my gold and we all kind of ran with it even Charles ran with it uh, but I would do apologize to our faithful listeners who um, were very quick to correct me that it's that's my gold and I understand that uh, especially as, uh, as Tim said someone has it for his ringtone when he calls them uh, has him yelling that so it's pretty great it has become something cool but yeah it was pretty awesome I, and we'll talk more about Ghost Town in the next episode for sure but for all those listening again Chris's book is out the new one Universal Monsters Origins you can get it straight from our website at scarezone.com or you can get it 
on Amazon as well as his other books. Check them out. And I, hey, we did launch a new t-shirt this week. Some of you guys asked for it. So we made a shirt. I wanted another shirt that you guys wanted to wear, uh, not necessarily during, now that Halloween is over, something that's not Horror Nights completely centered. So we made a See You at Finnegan shirt. It looks kind of like a bar shirt. Uh, you can get it all different colors. I got mine in like a forest green. It has a uh, clover on it. So See You at Finnegan's on the back, small. It says Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast. We sold a bunch yesterday when we put them up, and we really appreciate it. If you go pick up a shirt, especially one like that, know that the money just goes to uh, keep this show going, pay for the hosting costs and everything we have to do to keep this thing going. So you can find those at scarezone.com. Just click shop at the top, and you'll see it's the brand new shirt that's available, and I'll put it in our links as well where you can get the brand new, uh, amazing, awesomely designed by me, see you at Finnegan shirt. Uh, I did see someone out in the Bill and Ted 25 just walking around. That was pretty awesome. So special thanks to them. And another one that was a kid who had one on that I think his mom may have forced it on him, but it was all right. Uh, and uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. She's a member of our group. It was nice to meet her. But you can still get the Bill and Ted 25 stuff, not through our shop, through a different shop. So you can see there's a link actually on the store page. It says Bill and Ted 25 merch. It'll take you to a different place. And you can find out, you can still get all of our other stuff. And, and, and take a look. Take a look at Scott's eBay store. I think he still has some stuff up there. And Scott will be back soon. Trust me, I had a nice meal with him at, at Ohana. He, he's dying to get back on. It's just been uh, it, it's been hard. So we'll work on it. and we'll uh, Ohana, Palm. Don't when know what it you is. You and I hung out. I, I, I was lucky to get a, a, you know, a soda at the... Uh... Well, can I be honest? Terry booked all the meals. So uh, okay. follow around Terry. Yeah, for me, I, uh, I go hardcore. He's the one who wants to sit and have a couple-hour meal. Actually, I really do love having good meals at the parks. But uh, he booked all the food. I, I, I said if you were going to do Horror Nights, I would let him decide where we ate and I'd pick up the tab. So uh, it, it was a pleasure of mine. But no, I got to hang out with Scott till about midnight. We had like a 10 o'clock dinner at Ohana. It was great. And we should have just been recording it because we talked Horror Nights a lot. But we will talk more with him soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Scare Zone. Episode 21. We'll be back next week with our final, I'm sure we'll be talking 26 forever, but our final formal review of the event from this year. Until next time, keep your eyes closed and your ears open. And as the new shirt says, we'll see you at Finnegan's. Visit our website, scarezone.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash scarezone. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash scpodcast. And remember to rate and review us on iTunes. This has been a production of Laugh Old Brown Studios. Copyright 2016.